0: Nerds by Nerds production What's going on nerdos? Welcome back to the 4 Nerds by Nerds podcast. I'm Josh. I am Ben. Today we're stepping away from commentaries. We're just gonna have a little chit-chat episode. We're gonna review some things. We're gonna recap some things. We're gonna talk about some things that we're looking forward to. Yep. We hope you all loved the Halloween spooktacular. I did. It's sad, to, sad to me that it's over. I love Halloween so much. So has oh, ben. it's been. That's my favorite. But I'm already planning next year, so <laughs> it's gonna be bigger. Buckle in. It's gonna be better. <laughs> it's gonna be more frightening. Yeah. More spooktacular. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into anything... It's time for FNBM's Nerdy Picks of the Week.
1: All right, this guy's name is Zing Prod. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's spelled X-I-E-N-G. Last name Prod. He puts together some of the best foam helmets I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: What? <laughs> Last name Prod. <laughs> Prod. Oh, what,
1: do you have another? No.
0: Go is it ahead, continue.
1: It's not got two O's in it. I didn't say you said it wrong. But you're dying over there, and I'm trying to do my this shit. Is funny
0: the way you said it. Okay.
1: Last name Prod. Last name Prod. Okay. So listen, he puts together uh, full cosplay costumes out of foam. Um, they look really, really cool, really intricate, but. He's easy to listen to, he's easy to follow, and he sells his pattern so you can do the things that he does. Every time I've seen a helmet build, you know, you go to, like, uh, any of these other foam smiths, and they cut up the helmets in, like, 16 different pieces. And he does his in a way where it's, like, two or three pieces. But it still looks like it's the quality of the ones that have a thousand pieces in them.
0: Yeah, we made helmets ourselves. Yeah, well, we haven't finished
1: those, Josh. We still have to do that. Well, they're they're put together. They're put together. <laughs> yes, we still have to paint. But he makes them, and his technique makes them smoother, less lines to fill, less lines to sand, and it just all around good feel. I think his uh, YouTube channel is like ten years old now, though. I yeah, mean, he's been doing it for quite some time, so. He's real easy to follow, real easy to listen to, and even my wife, who isn't a huge cosplayer at all, she doesn't, she doesn't do any of that stuff, will sit and watch it with me, because he's fun to listen to when he talks. So,
0: that's it. That's my nerdy pick of the week. What about you? Sweet. Mine's a podcast, as usual. I like to give podcast shoutouts. Uh, this week, I'm going to be picking Dads on Dayquil. Woo-hoo. it's a it's a very fun show and they're very nice we might be doing a crossover here sooner than later they're three dads and they just talk about dad life which i'm a dad ben's a dad but they kind of talk about it like realistically from like the dad point of view and it's just it's fun and it's relatable if you're a dad i would definitely say you should should listen to it but they're it's from like three different points of view because one's like a newer dad and he only has one kid And then there's, like, a a moderate dad who has, like, three kids. And then, like, a pro dad who has, like, five kids and, like, a huge age range. Hmm. And it's just, like, they talk about, like, hey, you know, you gotta deal with shitty diapers. But then they're talking about, like, how every dad likes to be the grill master at a barbecue. And one tricks the other one by getting him drunk and high so he can (laughs) steal his grill. I'm like, fuck yeah. At first, they just sounded like some suburban... You know, white dudes, and then they're talking about smoking jays and shit. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's right up my alley." So, do they have a scale of one to ten? You know, this is your dad level. They they talked about it in the first episode. They're like, "I'm a I'm a novice dad. You're I'm a I'm a, a middle tier dad." And I'm what an are you, Josh? Dad. What do you consider yourself? I got four kids. I'm a fucking expert dad. Oh, oh, I'm like a ninja when it comes to daddy. Oh, got this on lock. Yeah, as the, he does, as the youths would say.
1: That's what you would
0: say. Yeah, like a dad talk it.
1: That's <laughs> those damn whippersnappers
0: would say. I love dad jokes. I dad joke with my kids all the fucking time. I have dad jokes. Anytime they say, I'm thirsty, I'm always like, hi, thirsty, I'm dad. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. never miss an opportunity. <laughs> uh, one of my
1: one of my associates at work so is always saying, well. I'm like, well, that's a deep subject. <laughs> so, <laughs> she hates me for it. <laughs> But it's still
0: funny. Yeah, and I can power bomb a kid with the with the best of them. <laughs> Always safe. No one's ever gotten hurt. But I mean, I I threw Mason off the fucking stairs yesterday onto the couch, like oh. over the over the what is that called? The banister. Really? Yeah. The banister. Yeah, yeah, right onto he the Michael Jackson the shit out of. This I mean, kid. I didn't do it recklessly. <laughs> I did it with the intent of making him land on the couch, and he did. Wow. They're wiry. Welcome back to the 80s, kids. This is Josh. Yeah. I'm not raising my kids to be no pussies. Yep. Nope. going will be hard as fuck, especially those girls. Don't mess with my girls. They'll, they'll knife the shit out of you. No, they will. <laughs> like, they, that's how I'm raising them.
1: Like, what are they? Like, two and five? Two and five. Two and five, and these girls will shiv you if you fuck up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they know. I lay down the the lawn. They love that's me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Hank was scratching the couch today, apparently, after I left. <laughs> Hank's our cat, not one of my four kids. <laughs> <laughs> Let's and, make that distinction now. And Brooklyn, the youngest, my baby, she she ran up to Hank and was like, no, no, no. Daddy said no, scratch the couch. neck. Yeah, well, yeah, right. the shit out of you. She is a cat snatcher. She'll, <laughs> she'll pick him right up by the throat. And I'm like, no, no,
1: that's not how you pick cats up. <laughs> uh, I remember the first time my daughter met my mom's cat. Um, I think she was... I think she was four or five. She was 16. <laughs> uh, no, she was like four or five. And she grabbed that cat. We didn't hear... We didn't, Okay, we weren't in the room. So all we hear is my daughter screaming from the other room. And we run in the other room and she's got the cat by the throat. But the cat's got her face full claws, both cheeks. <laughs> and they're both just screaming at each other. <laughs> and I'm like, if you let him go, he'll let go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, all the the... Hank got neutered and usually that like calmed him down. <laughs> no. But for some reason Hank has become more aggressive. Oh shit. <laughs> so like anytime that like I'll walk by him and he'll like swat at me and shit. So the kids are always like going up to snuggle and I'm like, watch out, like he'll get you. you're gonna <laughs> catch an eyeball. <laughs>
1: uh, when we first got Stuart, he was a foot cat. He would chase your feet. He would chase my wife down a full hallway. Yeah. Just because she would scream. If she didn't scream, he probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But the more she screamed, the more he chased and the more he'd jump up and he would actually leave teeth marks in her calf. Jeez. He would he would just destroy her calf and then run off. And then you'd be sleeping peacefully in about three in the morning that fucker would find your toes <laughs> from the foot of the bed, he'd jump up, grab a toe, you'd scream and he'd take off. <laughs> it was like a ghost. I was like, "What the hell?" Ghost. It was like a ghost. You didn't even know it was a cat. You just know that your foot was in pain, and something woke you up at three o'clock in the morning to piss you off. But you could hear the cat galloping down the hallway. But up, 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 He was proud of himself.
0: Yeah, hangs like shit. a dog. He'll follow me. Like if I run, he'll run. Yeah. If I walk, he'll walk. Like he just uh, follows me around all over the place. He loves his Josh. Yeah. Sweet. Well, he he. Uh, what do they call it? Imprinted. Oh. Yeah. He yeah. imprinted on me like when I got him, so like I'm his person. Nice! It was not supposed to be my cat. <laughs> it was supposed to be uh, her cat. <laughs> for the
1: world to know, Josh was dead set against getting a cat.
0: Yeah. He's got it <laughs> as, like, now a he birthday has a present. best friend yeah, named Hank. I have, a, Hank. I have a, <laughs> a cat named Hank that fucking attacks me for no reason. <laughs> Coming soon, the Hank and Josh show. Yeah. You wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go listen to the Dads on Dayquil podcast. <laughs> <That's>, shit, <laughs> we got almost, off the rails that, on that one. Yeah, but it's great, and and I highly recommend it. And look forward to hearing them on our show, or us on their show, or both. Sooner than later. Yeah, we'll jump right from this to our Getting Nerdy With segment. This week we asked the guys from the We Get Dubbed podcast, which is an anime podcast, uh, if you can't tell by the name. Uh, we asked them, what is the best anime that could be a successful live-action adaptation? Because very hard, There's there's been... Quite a few attempts at making a live-action adaptation of a anime, and it never seems to go great. You mean like that atrocity Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, Dragon Ball
1: Evolution. Oh, Evolution, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> yep, that was the worst. <laughs> the only thing good about that movie was I liked the kid that was in it. Yeah. Not li- not as that character, but I like him as an actor.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I think the problem with adapting anime is you can either do it completely wrong like that, or even the ones that, like, stick to it. You can't make people happy because anime, like, there's so much to it. Yeah. That trying to adapt something live action, like, things are always going to get left out. Like, even if you made Dragon Ball Z, like, six movies, you'd still have to leave shit out. It's oh, yeah. fucking 200 episodes. <laughs> like... Like, and not all animes are. There are plenty of animes that could be adapted well, because there are there's ones that are shorter, but, but let's hear what the guys have to say about it. So this week, 4Nerds by Nerds is getting nerdy with... We Get Dubbed.
2: For Nerds by Nerds podcast, it's your boy Jay West here with my co-host Mac
3: East. What up, nerds? It's me, Mac East, and we are the We Get Dub podcast. Uh Today, Josh and Ben have asked us to answer the question, which anime would work best as in a, a live-action adaption? Um, so, yeah, that's what we're talking about. And this is like something that I think streaming services and Hollywood have kind of locked onto because they have cowboy bebop coming out, uh, one piece they have promise Neverland uh,
2: yeah, but Netflix people. is the king of live adaptations
3: yeah, and so far so we we've talked about this the there so far has probably been no good live action adaption of any ever, audience. yeah, so so what we're talking about here is
2: uncharted territory, so what do you think, Jay, what do you think would be the best animal? i'm going to go completely off the rails and I'm going to go against myself, and I'm going to say Naruto. Oh, man. Why, why is that? Well, all right. Now, hear me out. I, I'm pretty positive that there are enough people on this planet that actually, like, practice ninjitsu and stuff like that for a live-action adaptation of ninja fighting. Um, there's the setting, the overall setting isn't fantastic. It's, like, just regular Japan and forest and stuff like that, which is completely doable. Yeah, and yeah. CGI-wise, like there wouldn't be that many special effects—at least not until later seasons or other movies. So I think it's completely doable. So you're going for the uh, the practical
3: aspect? How 100%. easily adapted it would be? Yes, I I agree. It would definitely that would take very little. Um, out, outside of some great fight choreographers and slight CGI, I think. Oh, they could a
2: hundred percent do that.
3: Yeah, that would. I'm I'm actually surprised. There isn't one, even in Japan, as far as I know. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, and Bleach got one before they did. And that's saying a lot. I mean, Bleach yeah. has a ton of CGI and, you know, sword transformations and everything else.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm surprised you went Naruto because, you know, we, we do not like Naruto on this show. No,
2: I, I want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> like, I don't like it at all. But if I want to see something that makes logical sense where I'm not like the whole time this is an abomination, um, I'm going to say Naruto what do you think so i'm gonna have to go my hero academia um it's Yikes. that's it's a, a big,
3: big one. one it's a big one these days uh and it's also pretty pretty ambitious but i just think that it would cross over so well into the mainstream media um and the mainstream audiences because of the superhero appeal which is huge right now and it seems like we'll never get tired of that even though little fanboys on the internet cry about it all the time how tired they are i think uh (laughs) and i and i think like there's something to be said about the just like the school aspect of it I, i think it would have like a it could have almost like a harry potter type feel where it's like
2: little high school drama
3: yeah this kid's coming of age in school but they're also dealing with like villains trying to infiltrate the school you know i think it would have like a kind of have that feel to it as well. And then there's, like, some aspects that are, like, more brutal, like kick-ass or... Like an action
2: pack Saved by the Bell.
3: <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. But, yeah, it's like, you know, we could watch Deku break his damn bones like, like uh, kick-ass. Then... I don't know, man.
2: I How many times... Uh, seeing the fingers break and stuff. Also, how are they going to do Todoroki? Someone I don't know.
3: I don't know how... <laughs> See, I'm not sure what the audience would be for that, because watching live-action teenager break his fingers every time he does an attack would be pretty crazy. Uh, (laughs) But I, I I think it has enough crossover appeal. I mean, do you think Naruto would hit with major
2: mainstream audiences? Considering of how successful it's been in, like, the last, I don't know, decade, you know, it's one of the top animes of all time. It has fans from just about all generations, not all generations, obviously, but, like...
3: Yeah, it's pretty... It it hits
2: home with everybody. Everyone's watched it, except for me. I'm, like, one of the few people on the planet that's never really got sucked into it, because I wasn't... I don't know. It just... I felt like there was a lot of excessive talking, which is something they could do away with in the show or make a side spin-off series that everyone would probably watch. You know what I mean? I I feel like there's so many possibilities, so many different avenues you could take a name like Bruno. Like, you could do the big movies, and then you could do, like, side Netflix series for, like, side stories and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that would be pretty cool. My Hero doesn't really have that, so
3: you're right, because My Hero's a little bit more clean as far as filler and stuff goes. But I, they also have other spin off comics for My Hero, so they could even do shows like that. So, yeah, I mean... I would
2: love to see how All Might gets handled, because you know how he's sickly, and then he's beefy, uh, up, and then man, just that would be just and cool. blood. Well, let me, let's think about it. it think captain america
3: you know what i mean and how what they did with chris evans how they made yeah but i mean
2: that's going to be like literally every episode or at least four (laughs) times the movie you know what i mean
3: yeah yeah for sure and And with sunken eyes the
2: oversized jaw
3: (laughs) (laughs) i that's the thing anime is such a distinct look that it doesn't when you do a live
2: action it's so hard to make it look right you know what i mean I mean, in a perfect world, I think we both can agree we would both pick um, Dragon Ball Z, some type of Dragon Ball adaptation to be the one. For sure. If we had to choose, that would probably be... Oh, my God. I've seen some of the live-action Japan stuff, and Vegeta alone is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, the oversized gloves, the weird-shaped hairline. Yeah, it just doesn't, the, the the art style just doesn't
3: translate well to live action. I mean, I, yeah, but yeah, Dragon Ball Z would be awesome. I mean, the plot for Dragon Ball Z is ne- not necessarily the best, but I think as far as an action movie goes, with like what we have now with like Avengers, special, if it had that kind of budget with the Avengers budget, and we could just have that kind of, oh man, it would be awesome.
2: It would be fantastic, honestly. I mean, I would, oh my God, I would love to see something like that because there's so many characters that are just over the top crazy that I would love to see but it it's like a practical thing and I don't want it tainted
3: yeah I'm good with it not happening again um uh, the other one I thought I think and we're gonna cover this on our show
2: <clears throat> would be a live action attack on Titan Oof, I just' I've, think I've seen this I have seen this and it, you would th- it sounds great on paper it's the uh, dude in Japan it all started with this uh t- car commercial oh, and they had it was this yeah, it was like this car like driving around a mountain, and like the colossal titan was like just smashing stuff around it. It was awesome looking. Then they announced the movie, and I remember I watched it. And oh, well, let's, we're gonna cover that. Yeah. More. Um, yeah um. So yeah, let's not go. give
3: too much away. But yeah, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cover that for um before the attack on the new attack on titan season starts. So it should drop late November, early December, um, when the show is dropping. Yeah, we're going to watch that live action. We'll crap on it like we do with live action anime. And it should be a good time. So come give us a listen at the We Get Dubbed podcasts. podcast. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that they could make that if with a high budget. I think it could be really cool. Just because giant monsters, like Game of Thrones-esque plot. Oh, I and, would love nothing more.
2: I, I, I mean, Spider-Man,
3: it. web-swinging kind of effects. I... I it would be insane.
2: I would love to see like dudes like from the UFC do a kangen. You know what I mean? Like, I would love that. Like, imagine kangen live action. Well, just watch Bloodsport. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess more or less. <laughs> I mean,
3: so yeah. I mean, so we could talk about this all day, but we are running out of time. So we want to thank the Four Nerds by Nerds, uh, Josh and Ben. Thanks for having us, uh, guys. This is awesome. And you, Thank guys you for out... the
2: awesome question, and I just spoke over you, so I'm going to retreat.
3: It's cool. It's cool. Uh, so you guys out there, you can catch us on Twitter at we Get dubbed, Instagram, the same thing. Uh, we have a website, WeGetDubbed.com.
2: Where you we guess... can read some of the Era of Brutality stats and some of Mac's amazing reviews.
3: Yeah. So I guess we should mention, too, that we are in season two of our show, The Era of Brutality. We're covering the worst and most brutal animes of all time. We're doing a lot of 80s and 90s really crappy anime movies. Um, We'll hit some new stuff, too. And, yeah, we're just looking for the most brutal anime, and it will culminate in an episode where we award a bunch of different things. You can check all that on the website. We also have it pinned to the Twitter. Um, So, yeah, come check that out. And, yeah, um, we're going to throw it back to the poor nerds by nerds. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys.
1: Josh, I have a surprise for you. Oh, yeah? Yes. Give me a moment. Oh, I shit. must retrieve it. All right, are you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? You ready? Josh is uh, needing some energy today, so I got him this.
0: <gasps> Dragon Ball Z Energy drank with Vegeta on it. Fuck yeah! Power
1: boost. Boom! Hell yeah! That uh. is the coolest thing I have ever seen. Thanks, buddy. And I figured since I can't have it, you'd love it. That's amazing. Isn't that great? I, I saw that can it. and I was like, ah. The There's of? probably a lot of shit in it that nobody should ever drink. <laughs>
0: oh, I don't care about the ingredients. I'm just looking for a flavor. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna assume it tastes like Red Bull. Yeah, it probably does. That's awesome. It's about the it's about the the uh, girth, <laughs> the circumference of a of a Red Bull can. Oh, I thought you were gonna say your penis. Oh, well, <laughs> it's not too... it's the Power Boost can It's not too dissimilar <laughs>
1: So um, there's a new candy store At the Eldon Mall In uh, the town I grew up in And they carry all this stuff And they got a huge wall of soda And a little cooler full of energy drinks And this little Vegeta can was in there It says Power Boost on it And I was like, my buddy's gonna have that Fuck yeah! And I even put it in the refrigerator So we could drink it if you wanted to it's a little late. It is late to have an energy drink. I meant to give it to him two days ago. About 20 past eight. Like, when he came over here to record the last episode we did, I had it, and I oh, forgot that, all about yeah. it. That would work great. Yeah, it's, it's been in the house for a week.
0: Uh, <laughs> that well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, I love just, it so much. I probably won't even drink it. He's I'll just, just staring keep at it, keep it. like yeah. it's
1: got a golden halo. Well, Shit.
0: Well, the cup I have, I'm drinking water out of has Vegeta on it, too, so yeah. I got double Vegeta right next to each other. <laughs> He likes his Vegeta. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Thanks, buddy.
1: Hey, no problem. Appreciate it. I saw that
0: and I was like, yep. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Winner! Hell yeah. Okay. What
1: are we talking about next? Jesus, I got this snuggie all messed up because it's freezing cold in here.
0: This is, it's it's only about a week earlier from when we're recording, but we both watched the latest Friday the 13th fan film from Womp Stomp studios it was awesome by the way it's the prequel to never hike alone if you've never seen that it is amazing and it's it's free on youtube just type in never hike alone and go watch it if you love friday the 13th if you love horror stuff it's the it's the best fan film ever made it's fantastic
1: i've seen a lot of fan films uh throughout the years and this one Literally has the same quality as the movies. Yeah. It has the same theatrical qualities and the same feel. Yeah. Like, you never left that movie. Yeah. So, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I was really excited about the first one when we watched it, and this second one did not let me down.
0: Yeah, there's been a prequel released. It was released on the 13th of October, just in time for Halloween. Nice and spooky. Called Called Never Hike in the Snow. It takes place not too far before, I don't believe, but, I mean, it's a little it's a little hard to tell. So wait, you, it's a prequel to the first one? that a prequel to the, the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's a little hard to, to tell that. Um,
1: no, I understand it now. I understand by watching it that it's a, a prequel. I didn't understand that when I was watching it originally, but you say it, and I can see it.
0: Yeah. So this movie is a, a boy. I guess he's almost a man. He's like a teenager. Teenagers hiking, hiking alone through the snow in uh, what turns out to be Camp Crystal Lake. Right around Camp Crystal Lake, he's being chased by Jason. And uh, he's just about to get back to his car. He's sitting there trying to find his car with his, his remote clicker, trying to hear the horn. And right before he gets to it, Jason pops out. Jason looks incredible in these movies. They look exactly the same in both movies. He shoots him in the leg with a bow and arrow, which all this is in the trailer for the movie but what he does next is not in the trailer. Best Jason death scene ever. Yeah, so if you don't want spoilers, probably don't listen to this part. Yeah, shut me off for about five minutes. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could just go non-spoilers. He kills him in a really cool way. Yeah. And, I mean, you definitely know from the trailer that he kills this kid. So, it's fantastic. It's a little bit shorter than the first one, and I, I it just kind of ended, and I expected a little bit more out of it. But quality-wise, it's fantastic. The ending was—it felt like a cliffhanger to me. It made me want more.
1: Yeah, um, but I—I guess if I watched them back to back, watch that one first and then watch the first one second, would I feel that not be a cliffhanger? And the second would no, it the doesn't questions? like
0: pick up right where it lives off or anything. No, I can't. Remember there probably the first one. will be. Um, so this is the first one went extremely well for these people, and it should. It's great. And people were eagerly awaiting this movie. So they've already said that they're they're launching another because these are crowdfunded movies. So they've launched another they're gonna launch another campaign to raise enough money to film three sequels all at once for this. They already have like cover art and everything for them. And they should. there's there's cool cameos of, of actors from the Friday the 13th franchise. Um, there's some references in there the kills are brutal. The terror is there. It's actually scary unlike a lot of Friday the 13th movies. Very scary. Um so yeah, if you're a horror fan, definitely go check it out. Like I said, we're not going to get into super detail just cuz we don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but um I mean it definitely feels like
1: canon too. It doesn't feel like it's not part of the franchise.
0: Yeah, I mean they're using music. They're using pretty much everything. There's there's skirting the line very closely to make sure that they don't hit any sort of copyright infringement, but... It's... But, I mean, it's all... All the, all the character points are there. I mean, they could just release this and say it's Friday the 13th movie and everyone would buy it. It's, so it's great. It's not uh, insult to anyone else that makes fan movies, but it's not cheap.
1: And it's not campy either.
0: Yeah, it's not campy. It's not silly. It's not... Like, the kills aren't, you know, some ketchup on their pant legs and shit like that. Like... This looks like it looks like a movie. So I mean, as close to a movie as you're gonna get yeah. on YouTube. So yeah, two thumbs up. Definitely go go watch it. Maybe we'll do a commentary for both of them because uh, back to back, they're probably closer to a movie length. Yeah, so that good, a, thank you. Just that's a yeah, nice I'm just little review. Super happy about them. Everything's everything is great about it. I mean, I don't really think you could complain about the way it's made. So I mean, for a non-spoiler review, that's all you can really say is it's great and it's in. The quality's all good, and and, and they don't miss a beat with anything. They didn't skimp out on anything, so go support these guys. I'll put the link for their page in the bio below, so definitely go check it out. Moving on. By the time this comes out, but as as we're recording, it'll be tomorrow, but when this comes out, it was a couple of days ago, Mandalorian Season 2 is coming out. Super pumped. We can't wait. We love the Mandalorian. It was so great. That was a... When we first started doing this, well, when we first started doing our first podcast, because we had a podcast for a few weeks before this, uh, that was what we would do pretty much right before. We would watch The Mandalorian, then we'd come in here and record. So we're going to do a little quick, not like beat for beat recap, but we'll just talk about season one as a whole in preparation for season two, and then we're probably going to have a little segment every week for the next eight weeks or so, or however many episodes there are, breaking down Mandalorian just say what we thought about the episodes and stuff like that um, are you psyched for the new season yeah I'm super pumped for the I, the next season I love the first season so much I
1: thought the first season threw a lot at us but I think the second season is going to throw it even more there's yeah. going to be
0: a lot more surprises yeah yeah I, I'm curious to see why baby Yoda is so important if he's just a like direct clone of Yoda or something that's why he's so or maybe he's the last of a species Maybe. But I mean he's definitely they've definitely made it out like he is a clone because the when let's let's do a little quick recap all right, together and then we'll talk about detail.
1: Josh Josh retains these things more than I do so <laughs> I will
0: do what I can. Yeah, we didn't rewatch it to talk about this, but I mean like I said we're not going beat for beat. So, the Mandalorian, Mando as he's called, he has a real name but we'll call him Mando just for because that's what everybody knows. Lack it. of detail's sake. And that's, yeah, no one's going to remember his real name anyway. I can't remember his real name. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a bounty hunter. So basically he's Boba Fett. He's a Mandalorian. He's been adopted by the Mandalorian culture, which is kind of, there's two ways to be in the Mandalorian, because it's kind of like a, it's almost like a, a race and a religion. Yeah. So you can either be, had been born on Mandalore before it fell. Because it was a planet that was seized and, and fell. Correct. Or you can be adopted into the Mandalorian culture, which is you take their code and you live your life yeah, by it. Yeah, it's like converting
1: code. like a religion almost.
0: Yeah, but you you wear their armor, you don't show your face, you you live by a certain code of ethics, stuff like that. So unlike Boba Fett who just took the... Yeah, there's a lot of talk that maybe Boba Fett just stole the armor. Yeah. He's not actually a Mandalorian. Yeah. So I think that's that's what yeah makes him distinct
1: from the Mandalorians is that he's not a Mandalorian. he just has Mandalorian armor, yeah, um
0: so he's a bounty hunter they're mostly they're mo- they're pretty much all bounty hunters seems to be um and he gets told about a a certain bounty, which is uh by kind of on the low imperial people that right. you know they're not supposed to exist anymore stormtroopers and a, and a...
1: they're the underground yeah the, yeah they're... the the imperial underground
0: yeah and they're like the weird thing about this series to me is every, all the bounty hunters have these little trackers yeah and it's just like a don- it's like a square dongle with a little antenna on it yeah when they're in a flashing red light and it's like how the fuck like these people aren't chipped or anything like you know maybe I mean? they're coated. Maybe, yeah, I don't maybe know. they're not like, chipped, but maybe they're coated. They don't really
1: yeah. And this thing goes off by a code or something that, that if you get closer, maybe it's maybe it's
0: a blood type. I don't know. Yeah, so he's tasked with go find this this thing. We can't tell you what it is. Just get it and bring it back to us. So he he goes, he finds finds it at a, at a heavily guarded facility. And then another bounty hunter, IG Eleven. Which, if you've seen Star Wars, there's IG Eighty Eight. It's kind of like a just a very skinny, like Tin Man. Um, he shows up and he's he's there for the the bounty as well, because bounty hunters is not it's not going to be just assigned to one. But he's not just a bounty hunter; he's an assassin as well. Yeah, yeah. They get in. They they take out all the guards and they get in there. And he's like, "Or we're just going to kill this thing." and uh mandalorian shoots shoots ig11 and then opens this pod to reveal that there's a, a little baby yoda in it and then he goes soft yeah then he becomes becomes like a daddy well then he well
1: first off he delivers uh the child to its yeah his
0: name's not technically baby yoda even no, though that's what everyone the calls the him child. his name's the child uh so he and delivers he has the, the child force. he uses the force just like yoda does and uh then he has second thoughts about it and decides that he's gonna save the child. Yeah, he bring after some, some adventures and some bonding. Baby Yoda saved his life from a big rhinoceros creature. He brings him back and then Mudhorn. He, yeah, the, Mudhorn. Mudhorn. And then realizes he can't live with whatever they're going to do with him. So he goes in there and just fucking smokes everybody. Yes he does. <laughs> and in one of the best scenes in the entire show. He's just mowing through stormtroopers. It's what we were waiting for. Yeah.
1: We were seriously waiting for him to unleash some whoop
0: ass, and he did. It was very reminiscent to uh, Metal Gear Solid yeah. to me. The way he's just moving through room to room yep. and kind of like sneaking around crates and stuff and killing people. He uses <laughs> that flamethrower a lot, which is awesome. Yeah. And then uh, he, he's trying to get away, trying to get away, and then. Uh...
1: So for every bounty he was bringing in, he would earn like a, another piece of his armor? Isn't that how that works? He,
0: like, yeah, like up. Mandalorian metal had been turned into currency. Right. So if you get the currency, it can be melted down. So he he that's how he's paid. He's paid for the child in, with Mandalorian money. So he takes it to the blacksmith, who seems to be like the head of the Mandalorian group yeah, that she, is on this planet. The and one. I'm assuming it's a she, right? She's yeah. A- and she runs just about everything. She's yeah. the underground leader for Mandalorians from what I, what yeah. I got. So she she forges him some shiny new Mandalorian armor.
1: Yeah, piece at a time, though. First he got a leg piece, then he got like an arm piece. Well, he got and... like
0: a shoulder piece first, and then they paid him enough money that he got his whole new suit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's jealous of the jetpacks. I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm I'm He's, get he's escaping with Baby Yoda. He had had a falling out with the, the Mandalorians because... Part of the code is you can't go back on a bounty, and he broke that by getting Baby Yoda. So he's out all on his own. He's got a whole bunch of... He's got Carl Weathers, the guy who hands out bounty hunters, like bounties, and uh, and everyone else. Everybody wants that, that Baby Yoda. and then the, But the Mandalorians do show up to, to save his ass. So he gets out of there, and then for the rest of the season, he's on the run. Him and Baby Yoda, the child... They try to go far away, and they just keep running into to issues. And then they make some friends. They make make meet uh Gina Carano. Yep, she's. I love her character in this. I think she's fantastic. That episode's very Xena Warrior Princess, though. Very. Yes. <laughs> Besides the uh, at at, everything else is very uh very. Not everything has the budget of the first episode or the last episode. Right. But, so certain things are a little wonky, but. Um, yeah, see, that episode did what great. it needed to do. They the moved the story space heist with Bill Burr and yeah, Bill Burr. <laughs> Clancy Brown. They uh, uh. he gets he gets assigned to do a heist on a, a rebel, on the, yeah, a rebel like prison ship, and uh, that, one, that one's fun. Weren't they breaking somebody out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's prison break. Um, What's funny is I wasn't. For some
1: reason I wasn't looking at the television when Bill Burr first opened his mouth. Yeah. And I knew exactly who that fucker was. I was like, "Oh shit. Yeah. That's Bill Burr." And how did he get into Star Wars?
0: <laughs> how did he get into Disney? Yeah. Yeah, it's very <laughs> weird. But it's good. He's good on there. Yeah, I mean, he was a great character. So they kind of they bounce around the galaxy a bit and have some have some adventures try to try to keep the child safe. Well, he he had met a guy on the planet, Nick, voiced by Nick Nolte, when he first went to res- uh, to get the child before I he knew spoken. that's what it was. <laughs> and uh, he had rescued IG-11 and reprogrammed him into a really cool an- uh, droid. He's also voiced by Taika Waitisi. Which, which makes it even better. So they, they join their, their crusade, and they are going back... No, it's like they flew off in the middle of space and then they did
1: a 180 and then came back.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Something happens. I think they go back to try to, like, erase the bounty on their head. Like, talk Carl Weathers into taking it off or something. Something like that. And uh they get held up in this cantina. They get ambushed. Yeah, by about a billion fucking stormtroopers. And uh they've left Baby Yoda with IG-11 and they they're pinned down, they don't know what they're going to do. A tie fighter lands and it is Moff, Moff Gideon Gideon played by what's his name? Oh god, you would
1: ask his Gus
0: name. Gus Fring from Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah,
0: there you go. I can I, I pronounce the Chicken this, Man. Yeah, <laughs> I pronounce his name wrong last time so. Something Esposito. John Esposito. Something like that. Um and he he wants a child. He says, "Child more important than anything." He needs. He's going to get them. So he'll kill everybody to get it. <laughs> IG Eleven comes rolling up in on a speeder bike and fucking <laughs> kills everybody, <laughs> um, and then has a very tragic tragic death. Walks through lava to save everybody. It's very it's very heartfelt. Oh yeah, they were underneath the ground and they were coming out on a boat. Yeah, he self destructs to take care of all the stormtroopers. Uh, the Mandalorian gets a jetpack from the Forge and then uh, has to basically fight a TIE Fighter <laughs> and uh, he wins. He wins somehow. He crashes that TIE Fighter and then they're they're off to the races again to, to go. Uh, they get a... What is that? An insignia? Yes. They're a clan of two. They get the... What was that rhino called?
1: Uh, the... The uh the mud horn.
0: Yeah, they get a mud horn insignia, basically saying that the child is is a Mandalorian. He's he's their their clan together, just the two of them. And then we see Moth Gideon get out of the TIE fighter, cut his way out of the TIE fighter. He has a dark saber, which is like a, a extremely powerful lightsaber. So it's the only the only black crystal yeah saber
1: in. In the universe of Star Wars. But it's also really big in the... Clone Wars show. And Rebels. Yeah, Rebels. It was big in Rebels. Um, I tried watching all of them. I just lost track. Yeah. But I never heard of the Darksaber until the cartoons. Yeah, a lot of people have had it. Darth Maul had it
0: for a while. Um... Yeah, Ever a uh, lots of people in the in rebels and stuff get the get the dark saber. Well, them. I can't wait to see how he gets it and why he has it. Yeah, so season two, there, uh, they said there's going to be a lot of backstory to where he came from and wh- how he got that weapon, and backstory on a lot of different characters. Uh, we see see a lot of things in the trailer for us. Um, the Mandalorian is being told that he needs to help find where. The child's planet is like where his where, because it's a big mystery in the in the Star Wars universe of what is Yoda and where does he come from and it's never really explained. The only other person of his his being you ever see is Yaddle, yeah, which is uh like the crackhead version of Yoda. <laughs> it's well, it's his wife. No, I, that's not like canonical. Huh? That's not like canon. Yeah, it is. No, they yeah. well, they ever erase so much shit.
1: Uh, if if you go back and what was that that was in the 90s she was on the council
0: well that was uh, I think that's in yeah it's in one of the the prequels yeah it's in one of the prequels but I think it's like a. De- the they like deleted the scene yeah they've like changed
1: it listen all the stuff that I've seen and heard
0: it's Yoda and Yaddle husband and wife <laughs> well she ain't on Dagobah with his ass no no she probably died she got 66'd
1: <laughs> and then he went to Dagobah to get away from the world, so he, they probably had an understanding.
0: So when I fly, you stay here. <laughs> yeah. Take all the heat. It was just this lady on the side. His midnight, <laughs> his midnight lover. His
3: green side piece.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're super excited for Mandalorian Season 2. If we got anything wrong, we don't really care. <laughs> we're doing this off memory, so deal with it.
1: Yep, I probably should have done some research, but work gets in the way. Yeah,
0: whatever. We're shooting by the
1: I might buy a dark saber for this room, though. Yeah. We come. have one at work right now. It's, I mean, it's oh, a really? stupid plastic one, but it's yeah. like 24 bucks. Jesus. But it goes, and it glows.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's all <laughs> I really got to do. That's what, <laughs> And it's going to look great hanging on the wall. So let us know what you're excited about for Mandalorian Season 2. They also announced this week for Disney Plus that Oscar Isaac will be playing Moon Knight, so I'm very excited for that. Stupid excited about that. I like Oscar Isaac a lot. I love Moon Knight. He's awesome. <laughs> I'm staring at a, a pop right here of Spider-Man and Moon Knight mixed together. I love that pop. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> Found that at Walgreens, my friend. Yeah. One Walgreens in the Thank whole you, state TJ, for
1: them. buying it for me for my birthday. Nope. <laughs> and all the others. I'm still on it. the
0: hunt. <laughs> Still on the hunt for that. <laughs> it's rare.
1: Yeah, well, it's good. It's up there on my counter, and it's not going anywhere until I decide to sell it for a big bucks. Yeah, along with that Yoda that never sold. <laughs> I have a f- foot and a half tall electronic Yoda that uh, uses uh, force push and has a light up saber, and he runs around. And he makes all the Yoda noises and stuff. is pretty cool. <laughs> um, he's interactive. He's fun. Yeah. And he's the black box Yoda too, it's the one you can't see through the box, so it's a collectible. Yeah. And I took sense. him out of the box and put him on a shelf. <laughs> Look at me go. That's huh. awesome.
0: What else? Awesome. What do we what are we doing this month? This month we're gonna to try to stay away from commentaries a little bit just to have more episodes kinda of like this. So if there if you have anything you'd like us to talk about or review, we did a poll on Twitter we did a poll on Twitter where I asked what would you like to see us do more of? And it was, like, live shows and and movie reviews and a couple other things. And the one that won was movie reviews. So let us know on Twitter what movies you'd like us to review. We'd be down to, to do anything. We have an extensive catalog of
1: movies, so hit us up. What? We've done a shit ton of movies, though.
0: Yeah. A uh, couple commentaries we will be doing this month is fr- uh, Friday the 13th, probably part two and three.
1: Yes. Yes. Um,
0: I've been looking forward to this. We've been waiting for Friday the 13th to do them. We did the first one for my birthday just to kind of get it out of the way so we can get some ones with Jason in. But for the next, like, f- I looked at, at it, in the next few years, there's only one Friday the 13th per year. So these ones are going to be a little spaced out, but I want to get through the whole series eventually. So. And we have it. Yeah. If you like Friday the 13th, that's coming this this month. I'm pumped to do it. I love Friday the 13th. Um, what else? I guess that's it, really. Any good
1: trailers? Ever seen anything new coming? No.
0: No? No, nothing. Not this is like the deadest part, because nothing's been being filmed.
1: Yeah, uh, so we're still trying to figure out what
0: we're going to watch
1: next.
0: You can follow our show on Twitter, FMBN Podcast. We are on Instagram and Facebook, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. Email the show, FMBN, the number four and the letter U at gmail.com. We we're on tpublic. Ben, what's tpublic? tpublic.
1: dot com forward slash fnbn. Click on the link. Yeah. Look at all our swag. Buy it all. Buy it all. Buy it all. That's right. If you get it on the right times, it's on sale all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's sales like once a month. So yeah, it's on sale for, right it's now. Like but thirty percent off or something. Yeah. Today uh, it's on sale, but by the time this comes out, they want the sales.
1: Best the time. time to get you a sweatshirt.
0: Yeah, get a hoodie. Cold weather's Good coming. time
1: of the year to get a sweatshirt, get some shirts for your
0: kids. Need a long-sleeve tee for Christmas? Need a hot cocoa mug? Yeah, we got mugs. Yeah. Stickers? Do we have yeah. stickers on that one? Yeah, you need stickers to keep you warm? Yeah.
1: Get stickers. Stickers to keep you warm. I said I say, I got stickers to keep me
0: warm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I'm Josh. I am Ben. And this is the Nerds by Nerds Podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends.